Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you've tuned into Employment Notebook, where we seek expert advice on topics that will help you advance in your career. Today, we're talking about overcoming the imposter syndrome. To learn more about what causes the imposter syndrome in the workplace and how you can fight it, I'm speaking today with Hallie Crawford. Hallie is a certified career coach and the founder of Create Your Career Path. Thanks for joining me today, Hallie. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here again. I enjoy it. So for our listeners who are new to this concept, would you be able to explain what exactly the imposter syndrome is? Yes. So it's really interesting because it's kind of like it's the psychological thing, but obviously not as intense as some other psychological issues, we'll say. But for the past, give or take, decade or so, psychologists have started to identify this imposter syndrome within professionals. And it tends to be, it's both male and female. More often, it tends to happen um, within females, I, I believe. But what it basically is, is even successful people feel like, uh, well, I'm a success because of luck or something else. They feel like an imposter in their role. Like somehow they're doing this job, but they're not actually as good at it as you know other people think they are. So they feel like an imposter in some way that they're not as good at it as you know they'd like to be. They attribute it to either luck or something else aside from saying, hey, I'm a professional and I'm actually really good at what I do. They feel like in some way there's this external persona that they can't live into. If someone has this, what exactly leads up to it or what causes it? Are there different causes for different people? I think so. I think it can depend. So I'll use me as just a quick example. Like for me as a business owner, my business is successful. And in some ways, I think I feel like, well, I just kind of fell into it and I've just kind of stumbled along along the way. I don't give myself credit for you know, the fact that I've grown a business to where it is. And part of why I think I do that is, for example, because I don't have an MBA Mm. and I've never taken a business class. So I just have these natural, you know, talents and abilities that has led me to be where I am, but because I don't have the formal education. So in some cases, for some people, they may feel like, well, I don't have a college degree, so I can't be as good as other people think, or I don't have my MBA or whatever it is. So it could come from, let's say, a lack of education, maybe an age thing, like they feel like, well, I haven't been working that long, and Mm -hmm. so how could I be as good at something? Or maybe they haven't been in their industry for as long, so lack of experience or age, too, I think can make a difference and cause this as well. And I know you mentioned that it may be seen more often in females. Do you think that people at certain professional levels might be more likely to feel this way as well? So you had mentioned someone who doesn't have as much experience or maybe someone who's new to a manager role. Does it just depend on your level of experience as well? Honestly, I think it can get worse sometimes when you move up and let's say into a management role and above because there's more pressure. But honestly, anybody can experience this even if it's, you know, you're at a lower level position, because in that case, it could be, well, I just feel like I'm, you know, so young, I don't have enough experience to really bring to the table. In my mind, it doesn't necessarily have to increase with your increased level of responsibility. But I think for some people, when they do move up, 
and they've got that added pressure, it does like kind of the gap becomes bigger. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Where they're supposed to be performing and doing all of these certain things, and they may not feel like they're fully capable of doing so. And one study has shown, and we'll include this in the article, that two out of five people think that they're frauds. So it's actually a lot of people, and some of it can come from just basic low self-esteem for whatever reason too. So it doesn't just have to be external circumstances. It can be internal as well. And then how can this having this imposter syndrome affect your career in a very bad way? Well, a lot of different ways. So it's a great question. It might cause you, for example, to not speak up as, as much in meetings, not assert yourself. You might not ask for or even get a promotion because you're kind of, you know, hiding behind this and not tooting your own horn, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So you might not go for a job opportunity that could be great for you or take a risk in terms of your career because you feel like, well, I'm not capable of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something I can accomplish. So you may either pass up opportunities on your own, or you may get passed over for opportunities because you hide behind this, you don't speak up enough, et cetera. So it actually can go both ways. And another thing that popped into my mind too Do you think comparing yourself to others might have a little bit to do with it as well? Um, Maybe if you see someone else who's in a similar position to you and you feel they have stronger skills or stronger characteristics that you don't have? Yes, absolutely. I think that's a great point. So two things that can happen to us. Number one, if you do compare to someone else, maybe they're further along in their career than you are, but there could be a very good reason for it. Maybe they started earlier or, you know, they had a, they have a different degree or whatever it is. Comparing yourself can make it a lot worse, especially if you're comparing yourself to peers who just happen to be in a higher level position, let's say. And then another possible problem or thing that exacerbates it, in addition to that, is sometimes when you talk with other people, other people who aren't as supportive of you as they could be, even family members who do care about about you like your mom, Mm -hmm. but just may have an opinion and want to push you they could actually make you feel worse about yourself without realizing it. Because if you have this internal negative dialogue going on already, sometimes other people can make it worse or kind of activate that in you. So if you've maybe identified this in yourself, what is one of the first steps you can take in order to overcome your imposter syndrome? I think that one of the things to do first is, okay, recognize what's going on for you, that you've got it in the first place. You can read a little bit about it and familiarize yourself with the research and and do a little bit searching on the internet for articles because there's actually a lot of good information out there about it. But first you need to recognize, okay, what are the negative thoughts I have and feelings? Is it that I'm saying to myself, I'm not skilled enough at this? Or is it I don't have the right education? Or is it that I'm comparing myself to my friend Jane all the time or, you know, whatever it is. So recognize the patterns that you have that lead to this, you know, for yourself. And even then, you know, like write them out, you know, in a column on the left here, you've got two columns A and B. And on the left, you write down, okay, these are the negative thoughts I typically have. I compare myself to others. And maybe I, you know, whenever I talk with my sister or my good friend who just tends to be more negative, I feel like this. So step one, identify, you know, what's going on. And then step two, you need to start addressing those negative thoughts. So are you really not as skilled as someone else? Well, maybe you're not in one area, but you have this other skill set. And if you're saying to yourself, kind of beating on yourself about, well, I don't have enough experience. Well, instead of just saying that, first of all, do you not have enough experience? Then do you need to go get it? Or do you actually have enough experience? You're just being negative. 
So then you address each particular item like line by line. And if one of these things is comparing yourself, you need to catch yourself when you do it right away and stop it. And you know what? Just distract yourself by doing something else. Okay, I'm not doing that. Take a walk around the, your office for a second and sit down or work on another task. And if talking with someone kind of brings you down too, change the subject with them. Like talk about certain other things or come up with, hey, here's my party line about what I'm doing at work. And that's what you tell them. It kind of cuts off that part of the conversation and you discuss other things. And so speaking of talking with others, um, once you've identified your negative thoughts and you're taking steps to overcome that, another step that you want to take is to change your communication. So how can you do this in order to kind of drive away any feelings of imposter syndrome in the workplace? Yeah, this is a great one too. And I think of this in terms of verbal communication, by the way, but also nonverbal. So nonverbal communication, sit up straighter in meetings. Stand up straight, be confident. Like if you're talking with someone and it's a tough conversation, maybe on the phone, and it makes you feel more confident to stand up instead of sitting in your chair, do that. So notice your nonverbal communications. Do you slouch in meetings and therefore seem a little less confident? Sit up straight instead. So pay attention to that. And then in terms of verbal communication, you want to make sure you don't say things like, well, only this, or I was just saying, like only and just, or anything else that might kind of negate your work accomplishments or negate the message that you're trying to send. Be careful of those things. Be clear, concise, and direct with your communication. And watch out for those kind of disclaimer type of words that Mm -hmm. can bring down your message, if you will, and make it seem less confident. So then if you are starting to feel more confident, if you're starting to feel the imposter syndrome coming back, are there more further steps that you can take in order to ensure that you can overcome these feelings? Absolutely. So it's the type of thing where I think it can come and go a little bit depending on life circumstance and what's going on at work. Maybe you're coasting a little bit because you've, you've dealt with or just ended a project and you've got a few weeks where it's a little quieter. It's not going to come up as much. And then a new project comes up. So you do have to be mindful of it because it can be a little bit of a roller coaster. You can ask for support. You can ask for coworkers that you trust or friends and family. Like, hey, if you ever catch me kind of understating my success or putting myself down in any way, will you bring it up to me and, and remind me? So asking for that accountability can help enormously. Ask them to make you aware of when you might be not giving yourself enough credit. Another thing that people can do in order to kind of break the cycle is at the end of each day, even if it's just for two minutes, write down a list of your successes and accomplishments for that day. Write down three things, you know, can be short and sweet, but keep a list of those things and look at it at the end of the week. It will help you feel better and boost your confidence. How do you make sure then, too, that you don't go to the other extreme where maybe you're coming across as overly confident at work or, you know, arrogant, how do you make sure that you don't get into that realm? Yeah, well, I think this is a great question. And what I always tell people is, look, if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, you're so far on that (laughs) end of the spectrum that the likelihood of you going all the way to the other extreme is pretty low. I always tell people, kind of go with your gut and think about, okay, what does confidence look like? not arrogance or ego or anything like that, but think about some people in your life or even that you don't know, you know, it could be someone famous or whatever that just seems confident yet still humble and kind of balanced. Think about how you can emulate their characteristics. 
How do they speak? What do they look like? All of that. Because sometimes having an example like that for us can help enormously. And I think that we know kind of in our gut level when we're simply stating the facts about, okay, what we accomplished versus going on and on about what I accomplished and how great I am. Mm. We all know the difference between those things. So you can also stick with just the facts about what you accomplish, but be willing to speak up about them and list them out when it's appropriate. Short and sweet to the point. And I really like your tip about um, thinking of someone you know who's confident and kind of emulating that in your life and your work life as well. As we're getting to the end here, I wanted to give you the floor just to give our listeners any final words of advice you might have on this topic, whether this is the imposter syndrome is something they've struggled with in the past or maybe they're dealing with it now. What final insight would you like to give them? I think two quick things. Remember that this takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's like a muscle you have to kind of work out and keep working out. Maybe even for the rest of your life, it will get better. But remember, change doesn't happen overnight. And you can also ask for help from other people, like talk with coworkers that you trust. Do they ever feel the same way? What are the tools that they have to work on that? Sometimes when we feel like we're not alone, that can make a huge difference. And then you can support each other. And with that, we will wrap up this episode of Employment Notebook. You've been listening to our guest, Hallie Crawford, talk about overcoming the imposter syndrome. Thanks for sharing your insight with me today, Hallie. You are very welcome. It's always a pleasure. And if you have suggestions of another podcast topic, email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us. Thank you.